Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Oh, hi, everyone. You're listening to Aging Fearlessly, and my guest today has joined me on radio a few months ago, and we discussed staying young and youthful in life, especially as you age. His name is Jerome Lamarck, and today we are going to discuss a very important topic that affects almost every aspect of your life, purpose. So welcome, Jerome. Welcome, Karen. It's fantastic to be back. So it's really fantastic to have you here today because I know you're an expert and on purpose. I know you have lots of conversations with CEOs and business people uh, in your coaching sessions, teaching people Mm. about purpose in their lives Mm. and getting better results in their life. Mm. So, Jerome, what is purpose? From my perspective and um, from... The knowledge I've gathered along the way working with many, many people, with elite athletes, um, high achievers, ambitious people, people who want to take action, is it's the aim. It gives you it gives you the peak of your mountain to move towards. And we all it, within all of us is I think the journey is always internal. I think the fundamentals of building a business are simple. I think what gets in the way is us. And when we go on our journey, we, we, we want to climb our own personal Mount Everest. And we've all got them. Um, and the challenge for having a successful business or being a successful, successful person or athlete in life, it could be a parent as well, the challenge is always within us. And having purpose in your life allows you to go on the journey to overcome your own demons, your own fears, your own... Um, Incro, what's the, I think the words incro, incro, incisity. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what that word is. You're yeah, trying d- to get you to. can edit that. But anyway, it, it's, it's to go on that journey of really going through your own challenges. And I think the more we're willing to step up and, and take on our own challenges and, and, and confront them and move forward in them and build the muscle, whether it's emotional, spiritually, mentally or physically, I think we move closer to our peak of our mountain. But to do that, we need to know what that peak is. What is that purpose? And for me, it's tied to two things, love and meaning. Um, Are we doing what we love? And what is the meaning of it towards other people? Where does it serve other people? Well, I'm glad you mentioned earlier that it's not just business because purpose has to enter every aspect of your life am i correct it, it does whether the idea of performing at your peak is you're consciously aware of it you're mm-hmm. living consciously but most people live non-consciously and explain that well if you live non if you live consciously in your life you wake up and you go am i making these decisions based on my philosophy because our life is based on decisions mm-hmm. and we usually choose a comfortable decision 
mm-hmm. or an uncomfortable decision. Mm-hmm. If you want to perform at your peak consistently, we choose the uncomfortable decision, the thing that's going to allow us to grow. Right, so stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, but most people will choose the comfort decision, but that comes from more of a non-conscious motivational driver. Okay. So what I mean by that is I truly want to be fit, but the comfort zone is to stay here and um, watch TV. Or eat that bucket of ice cream. <laughs> or eat that bucket of ice cream. Now, what's the motiv- motivational driver behind that? You know, it's like the motivation is I don't want to go to the gym because I think people will look negatively at me. So I'm a, the motivational driver is to avoid not getting approval from other people. Right. And so that's the motivational driver that dictates the habit to take the comfort route. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're working on someone's psychology, you're looking for their motivational drivers. Their value really is to be healthy and fit. No, I haven't met anyone who doesn't want to be healthy and fit. I haven't met anyone who was, doesn't want to have financial abundance. I, I haven't met anyone who doesn't want to be with their soulmate. But? But their motivational drivers are dictating their life. And it's usually to choose the comfortable route rather than the uncomfortable route. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, I, I get that because many of us fear stepping out of that comfort zone. Mm. I mean, and unless you get used to stepping out of that comfort zone, mm. your life doesn't grow. Mm. And so the change doesn't happen. Mm. And the thing I really like to, to point out that when you step out of the comfort zone, your comfort zone actually catches up to you when you have to step out again. So it's that growing yourself all the time. So that comfort zone gets bigger. It does. It, and, it, and, and when it gets bigger, you get to help more people. And so from the business perspective, but also from being a parent or being um, a teacher at school or being part of a social community, the more we grow, we give other permission, people permission to grow as well because they think, well, if you can do it, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we do become that role model um, that allows other people to move forward as well. Do you call that role model a bit of an influencer? You can call it an influencer, but it depends. If you're influencing, if you're in the wrong environment, you're influencing the wrong people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in our social environment, it might not be to be an influencer. It just might be to be that person that respects those people whether they're moving or not because it's not about influencing them it's about really influencing yourself to be a better person than you were yesterday so a lot of people talk about Simon Siddick's why is purpose and why really the same thing I think they are I think purpose why outcome uh they're very very similar I think the thing that purpose has in it um you know, let me give you an example. I used to live in Fairlight on the northern beaches, and I used to go and swim at the local swimming pool there. Terrible place to have to it, swim. It's, it is a terrible place. I, you know, I've had a hard life. <laughs> I'm living a hard life right now. So I'm in my comfort zone. For those of you who don't know, like, what Fairlight pool is like, you're talking about the, the harbour pool, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. just gorgeous. But yeah. yeah. And so I'd go down there, and I'd go down there about, uh, half six, seven o'clock in the morning, there'll be a guy in his 70s swimming up and down, mm-hmm. doing a freestyle stroke up and down. And one day I was drying off. We both got out at the same time having a conversation. And I said, I see you here a, a lot. 
how old are you? He said, I'm in my 70s. I said, what is your purpose for, you know, coming down? He, he goes, to stay young. And I said, it's, that's really, really interesting. So what do you mean by staying young? You know, to stay young and youthful um, and show that. I say, okay. I said, it's really interesting because people I know who are young and youthful don't do repetitive movements over and over and over again. If you watch a child in the playground, they'll do thousands of different movements. Mm-hmm. And if we only do the one movement over and over and over again, we actually age. Is that true? Well, yeah, because our brain is so expansive. Oh, okay. how, how, how many movements can the body make? So is this cr- like cross-training is important? Well, no, I'm just saying in the pool, what would, what would a, a youthful person do? Yeah. They would jump in. They would throw a coin to the bottom of the water. They would dive Dark. in and get it. They would do somersaults. They would – and so the purpose, what he, his actions weren't matching the purpose. Right. So if your actions don't match the purpose, you end up not achieving your outcome. How did he take this conversation? It was just a really interesting conversation, but some people are stuck in their ways. Their ability to change – is very, 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 very challenging for them. Mm. And so, you know, I'm very fortunate. I've, I've, I was in the fitness industry for a long time before I became a business performance specialist. So I understand how the body works. And so we've got to align outcome and purpose together. Because mm-hmm. you can have a purpose, but if you're not doing the right things at the right time, you ain't going to achieve it. Yeah. And okay. that's really important to understand when we talk about purpose. I'm just wondering, Jerome... Does our purpose stay the same throughout our lives or does it change? That's a great question, Karen. And there's small purposes and there's the spine of our big purpose through life. Uh, This is what I found in myself and this is what I found with a lot of clients is that growing up, I I didn't have the greatest male role models around me. I had... They contributed some great things, but my, my, uh, my biological father was an alcoholic and I hardly knew him. And then my stepfather, he had so many great qualities, was a, a successful author, but he, be, he became an alcoholic as well. And so I really, I really felt that I missed out on great role models growing up, male role models growing up. And one of those things was I really wanted to be a father to exorcise those things in my life, bringing up my children and being the opposite mm-hmm. to what um, my parents were to me mm-hmm. as a man to give to my children. And so my journey in life has always been, uh, my purpose has always been to be a great role model to other men. Mm-hmm. And so even though as a, my journey as a father was my own personal growth. Yep. That was one stage of my life. Then my kids grow up, you open the cage door and they fly. Yeah? Yeah. But you're still left with yourself. Yes. My purpose didn't go away within me. It was a strong desire, you know, that the pain, from pain comes purpose. Mm -hmm. And what's the biggest pain point in your life? Usually from when you were young, that's the thing you want to resolve as you go through life and help other people through it. So the vehicle changes, but not the purpose. And so the vehicle being? 
family life. Yeah. Being a father. Yeah. But that's only a period of my life. Yeah. My kids grow up and go there. I'm more now. I'm still a father to them, but in a different way. Yeah. I don't need to. You need to brush your teeth now. You need to go to bed now. I, I couldn't do that to them now. They're their own people. Yes. Uh, and you still guide them, but you guide them more through being a role model. However, now I, in the fitness world, it was the same thing. My purpose behind it all was being a great role model. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a business performance specialist. 90% of my clients are young men who didn't have great relationships or mentors growing up as male role models. I, that's what I attract into my life. So the spine of my purpose is always going, but the vehicle changes. I see. I get that. Does that? that yeah. yeah? It makes sense, yes. Yes. And so when I'm working with someone, I'm looking at the spine of their purpose. Okay. And, but the vehicles often change. Yeah, I do understand that. Yeah. yeah. And that, yes, that really, yeah, that's what you're living is, yeah. I. It's what we attract. Yes. If I look at all my clients now, young, ambitious men, wanting to start a family or have got a young family of, or have had children, ambitious, they've got that kind of athletic background. They're those kind of people that are looking for a male to hold a space with them mm-hmm. and not let them off in a loving way. Yeah, and I get that. they didn't get that from their younger age. So my journey's still going. My purpose is I know that. Though. I'm very clear on it. So it allows me to live my life very freely. That's where freedom is. Yeah. Yeah, really knowing your purpose and living it out. What about um, core values and purpose? How do these align? Core values taps into your belief system. So core values, so you've got your global beliefs, you've got your identity beliefs, you've got your values beliefs, you've got your rules beliefs, and then you've got your vehicles beliefs. So it taps into a part of your belief system. Mm-hmm. So what do I mean by that? If you've not got a good relationship with money, your global belief around money is like you might say, money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. So your identity around money will be, maybe I'm not good at making money. So my values around money might have a negative connotation, which means then my rules around money, yeah, yeah. will be different to my someone who's got rules with abundance. And then my vehicle in the way I earn money, yeah, yeah, will be more around scarcity than abundance. Yeah, does that make sense? It does make sense, and, and so I it's think the alignment of your belief system. I think sometimes well, we learn these beliefs very young in life, yeah, mm. and um, being able to get through those mm. and, and learn um, how to overcome those beliefs, mm. so that say for me, you know, sometimes I believe I don't deserve to have money, yeah, but. Then, and that's an identity belief. Right. Yeah? It's about, yeah. So the global belief would be around money's difficult to earn. Okay. And so the, if I believe it's hard to earn money, the greatest human desire is to be right. Mm-hmm. So when you create a belief system, you will do everything in your powers to make yourself right. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah? Non-consciously. You're is not that doing, sort of an ego thing? Um, it's, it's, we do it because it is an ego thing, but we do it because who wants to look foolish? Yeah. Yes. I told you I'm not good at this. And I'm going to gather so much information to prove to you that I'm not good at this because I need to be right. And that's part of the ego. That's not part of your authentic self. 
We're very complex, aren't we? No, we're actually very simple. We make it complex. Oh. We, 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 we complicate life. And when it comes to business, most business people complicate business. And they don't make it streamlined and simple. With purpose, how does it help us to overcome obstacles? It gives us desire. It gives us hunger. It gives us... Um, the, the, the know-how to know we're on the right path. Our path. We're living our truth. You know, you, I love your philosophy of life, aging fearlessly. You know, you can still apply that, that philosophy to an 18-year-old. Are you aging fearlessly? Yeah. Because we, every day we grow up, you know, we're moving to having less time than more time in our life. Yes. And so time is our most precious thing. So when you're on alignment and on your path, you just get on with life. It's a very comfortable time when you feel like that, isn't it? Or I wouldn't say what, comfortable. It's, it's, say it's, it's happy. It, happy, but you're very centered. You're very centered as a human being. When things go well, you don't over get excited. And when things go badly, it doesn't affect you. You realize that... In life, there's no winning or losing. There's no good and bad. There's just cycles of experiences you go through to become a better person. So, Jerome, um, people in their over 50s, they come to a crossroad in their lives. Example, um, they may have been made redundant. They may just find that they're not satisfied with the work or their career at the time. Purpose, how does it, what, how do they um, engage again with their purpose? What, what can they actually do to overcome these times? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, I think everyone really knows their purpose. Maybe can't describe it and language it very specifically, and that's the challenge. Um, if, you, if you're being made redundant, or there's that empty nest syndrome, children leaving home. You feel this massive void of energy. Mm-hmm. It is an emptiness. We can look at it two ways. We can look at it through the lens of pessimism, or we can look at it through the lens of optimism. And depending on the, your characteristics and your nature, if you look at it through optimism, this is your opportunity to really do something that you've always wanted to do in your life that maybe having the responsibilities of a family or working in an organization has prevented you from doing. Yep. And so it's that it's those it's the lens we look at life through. Because today being in our 50s and 60s and even in our 70s is young. It is young, isn't it? It's We've... it's massively young. I I'm I I train with masters in athletics. And they're in their 70s and they're doing 100 metres under 15 seconds. Yep. And so I'm not saying this because I believe it. I'm seeing it. Yep. I'm around these people. And really, until you actually get to your 50s, 60s and 70s, or I haven't reached my 70s, however, um, you don't always – well, I don't feel any different. I exactly. still feel um, 
in many ways like I'm still 30 and I still feel I have such a long way to go. But I think that is because I have a purpose and I found my purpose, although it took me some time to get clear about my purpose. And sometimes you deviate, but you go, you know what, this is the direction I need to be going. And part of my purpose is being here interviewing people like yourself to tap into, you know, how other people can benefit from what we're chatting about. Yeah, and I love I love your purpose. It's such a, a great thing to help people shift that the way they think um, about playing it safe because you're there's a certain number attached to your birth certificate. You know, or your passport. Have you been looking at my birth certificate? I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that to a lady. <laughs> but it's it's what your 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 purpose on this planet is fantastic. And if we look at some of the research that's going on now, it's gonna be normal for people to live to hundred and twenty. That I find scary. Yeah. But it that that means at the age of sixty, we're middle aged now. We're not I know. we're not we're not Waiting for our retirement. Yeah. It, it's, it changes the ball game. It, it, it makes go, wow, that means I've got another 60 years to live. But you said something in our last conversation, which was about, I was talking about retirement and we were talking about other cultures and that we actually go through life and we look, or a lot of people, I'm not saying we, but a lot of people look forward to retirement. But you said in some cultures... They just do life, which yeah. is not all these defining moments in their life that, well, that just ended and now I'm this. Mm. So that they're just doing life, which mm. honestly, I've carried that around since our last interview because I really loved that concept mm. of just doing life. Yes. I think that's really powerful as well, Karen. And if, if we look at purpose... And for me, equals love. If you if in the, if you don't love what you do, you're in trouble, because we've only got so many minutes on this planet. Well, if you don't love what you do, getting out of bed, and that's what they say, what gets you out of bed in the morning, you don't want to get out of bed, do you? Mm. It's really, really tough. And I want to come back to that in a minute, as to getting out of bed. Mm. And health and purpose. Yes, but definitely. That's just something I want to talk about later on in the interview. Jerome Lamarck is my guest today and we're talking about purpose and the importance of having purpose in your life. Jerome, many people in business are all about taking and making money, whereas people who have purpose in business succeed for other reasons because they're giving do you want to talk about that, as in yeah. they're living their purpose? Yeah. I think um, even people that are driven by money in some ways are living their purpose. It might be to provide for their family and it might be to please the, the – if they're a CEO, to, to please the shareholders. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of purpose behind it. But what's shifting in marketing now – and um, is people now don't want to be seen as a transaction. They want to be seen 
as someone that you're building a relationship with. Whether you're selling a product or a service, and this is why personal branding is so important now. When you're working with a client, you're helping them build their personal brand because people are buying you. They're not buying your product or service anymore. Yes. It's totally shifted. And because, because we're online more, we're disconnected more. Oh, yes. So people now are searching for connections, but the connections now are changing. We're, we're, we're connecting with people who reveal themselves more. They're more, more vulnerable. Who are more vulnerable, who are more real. And so we, go, we want to go on the journey with them because we feel aligned with our values and what they've got to say. Yes. And so if you just sell me something and you sell and you talk at me to sell me something, it's pushing people away now. And so a lot of the things I do now with clients and recently with a client recently said, I want to make this money. And I said, let's reframe, let's reframe the conversation. I said to him, how many people do you want to help in your business model? It changed the whole dynamics of the conversation. And so if you lead with how many people you want to help, then you can talk about the money afterwards. Because the money sort of comes organically from helping. It's a byproduct byproduct. of living with purpose. Yeah. Yeah? Very important. And that's when you lead with your heart and your soul and your spirit. Yes. Yeah? And, And you're living your truth. So when you do that now, you become a better leader. You become more of an authentic leader. And then people can smell bullshit. I agree with that, yes. Yeah. So people, it's like the old story of the car salesman. Yeah, yeah, they can smell it. But when you're with someone who's, who loves selling cars and they love this model and they really believe in it, it's a different attitude in the way they talk to you. And it's also when they're listening to you. Exactly. To fulfill your 100%. Needs. They're giving their time to you. Yes. As a person and what you need. Yes. And so when it comes to making money, when you do do it right people ask to work with you you don't have to ask them to work with you they say i want to come and spend some time with you they how want- much do you charge and they go bang bang and you go okay let's get on with it because you've done your you've done the marketing right from the heart from the soul of who you are from your purpose yeah so they want to join you on the journey willingly well said, well said. they want it. that's right they want to join you that That model of building a business is so fulfilling. And that's like the know, like, and trust, Mm. which is something people talk about. If they know you, like you, and trust you, they'll do business. And that's much easier when you're living and doing things on purpose. Yeah, and there's another element that people miss out on that. They, They have to know you, they have to like you, but before they can trust you, you have to be a belief changer. So people come, people come with their, their belief system. Mm hmm. And to help someone grow, they have to change their belief system. So they've got an ingrained belief system. Yeah? Gee, you're making me think today. <laughs> yeah. And so before they can trust you, they have to feel certain you're the right person. And if, if, you're, if you can't change their belief system, you're going to struggle to take them on the journey. Yeah. Yeah? Because unless you change what you're doing and tr- do something different, Nothing's going to change. So you have to have the ability to be a belief changer. And that comes back to, again, stepping out of your comfort zone to make change. 
for the person who's yeah. coming on the journey with yeah, you, yes. absolutely. But usually they're in a lot of pain or they're usually in a lot of pain. And so if they've been seeing you for enough time in your market and in your brand awareness and, you, and, and, um, and then you create really good lead gen um, setups for that ideal client, it becomes a no-brainer because you've drip-fed them your belief system as they've followed you. Purpose and pain. You mentioned that earlier um, and you see uh, a lot of not-for-profits have started via someone who has experienced pain, whether it's been a loss in family, a loss of a friend, and who then goes on to create something to help other people in similar situations. Is that a true, is that like, that gives purpose. What you were saying was purpose from pain. Pain, I, 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 I haven't, I personally haven't, in my own experience and everyone I've worked with, have come from pain and the pain has triggered their purpose. And I haven't found anyone where pleasure has triggered their purpose. It's something they found rejoiceful in. It's something that really has had deep meaning for them. Yeah. A, a deep sense of sadness or loss or, um, yeah, those two things, sadness or loss. Mm. Or something they've missed out on. And if you start digging into what is driving someone and you, you eventually uncover what it is, because sometimes people won't tell you mm. or it's not open where that purpose came from. It's not written all over their face. Mm. Uh, it's, you get some really interesting stories mm. that you just go, really, I can't believe that is your experience or was your experience mm. in life. And Yeah, and... It, and the skill is finding the needle in the haystack, and that, that's a skill you master. And, and it usually comes from somewhere in your childhood, um, that deep, deep purpose. But so many people are unaware of it, and you ask them to go to a defining moment in their childhood, and it takes layers and layers and layers to uncover before they get there. They might talk about something that happened at their first job or happened at school or happened with their first girlfriend, or, but then you have to go layers and layers before that to really unlock really what is driving them. And in saying that, you, um, the, the things that I feel are negative or were painful in my life stand out the most in my mm. memory from mm. childhood, things that someone said to me, mm. and it might have been in the playground at mm. school or on a sporting field or some sort of, you know, the teacher said something to you or a parent said something to you, but you remember those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about purpose, I remember when I first started secondary school and I I got sort of bullied and I went home and I was hiding a little bit from my dad and I was brown, the whole school was white. And uh, when I first started and my dad said, when my dad, I used to try and in the bath, scrub myself white. With oh, a they've got brush. bleach for that now. I know. If I'd have known, I'd have just soaked myself. But I probably would have had a brown head and a white body. You know, I looked a bit weird. <laughs> but but the, I remember, and then my dad said, it, it, it's only the pack sorting itself out. You're taking this too personally. You know, just because someone's called you a negative name, you know, associated with your colour, it doesn't mean they mean it. It's the pack. It's, it's the pack finding out its pecking order in its first year of school. 
And he said to me, you've got two options. You can be low in the pack or you can be, he said, you are not equipped to be an alpha male. And that's really stuck with me. Oh. He goes, but you don't, you're not, you don't want to be the runt in the pack. And so, and then he asked me, what's your outcome you want from being at school? And I'm thinking, why is he having this conversation? I'm 11 years That's old. It's a very deep conversation. It was a massive. What's your deep. outcome? Yeah. yeah. And I said, I just want to be left alone. And he said, that's not very ambitious, son. <laughs> I remember him saying that. So even then the conversations were about purpose. But I went on to have five, six great years at school after dealing with my bully. And my dad coached me through that. And I talk about that in my workshops. My guest... Jerome Lamarck, got it. That's a tongue twister, Jerome. Okay. Sometimes it's a beautiful name, actually. It's a very sexy name, very Jerome sexy. Lamarck. <laughs> We're talking about purpose, um, and I wanted to raise something I've discovered about purpose is that has many other benefits other than you know being able to help people go in a direction giving your your life a purpose there's a lot of health benefits around it as well so let's talk about some of the benefits 100% when you're when you're living in alignment with who you are when you feel like you're living on purpose and there's meaning in your life th- th- that word meaning is so important what happens is is you stop craving instant gratification and you cuz you know your life's on a bigger journey And what we crave today is instant gratification. So if we don't feel good, we can drink. If we don't feel good, we can take drugs. If we don't feel good, we can medicate. If we don't feel good, we can go into depression, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's a form of, even with, I believe, uh, and I'm happy not to be right is we have to think and go down a certain route to get depressed. Yeah. We have to go on a route to get there. And so when we're craving instant gratification, there's no growth in it. It's only putting out a quick fire yep. or, or, you know, retail shopping, you know, going and buying something that we don't need just to make us feel good in the moment. Sometimes I'm guilty of that and, one. And so am I. And, and, and we, and it's living consciously and being aware of it. Do I really need that new mobile phone? Yeah. When my one, the one I've got is really good, but, I'm not feeling good about life. I've earned a bit of money and I'll, I'll go and treat myself, but I don't really need it. It's that form of instant gratification. Yeah. But when you're living with purpose, what you do is you start flood. Your body now is being flooded more with endorphins than cortisol. And cortisol is the stress. Yes. And so when we, when we, build up cortisol but we're not living with purpose we'll try and put that out through drinking through retail shopping through um drugs and that because we don't want the pain Mm -hmm. but when we're living with purpose and we get up we go i've got a workshop to do or i've got um uh, an interview and i've got a study for it but i enjoy the studying for it and i'm looking forward to the interview you're always looking for something where you're going to grow which allows you then to be uh, flood your body with great chemicals and and that's that's a healthy thing something you just said then about studying see at school i didn't like studying very much especially when it came to topics like maths and you know i struggled a bit i was an okay student and i got through and i became a teacher doesn't mean i enjoyed study but now i can sit for hours researching which is really study, isn't it? And 100%. learning 100%. And 
and I sort of thought when I finished university and whatever that teachers college that I would never have to study again oh but I am I was so wrong I just thought great I'll never have to do it again but I do more study and I have done in the last five years and I probably did in my first 50 years of life Mm. and I totally enjoy it Mm. Um, but also something else that I read not just anxiety and depression but Alzheimer's heart attack and stroke uh, the the chance of that happening becomes so much less mm. when you're living on purpose. Mm. Those sort of things, it's amazing, isn't it, to think, I mean, we're a machine, but, you know, just it's amazing to think that purpose can have such a great effect on those sorts of things. Yeah, and I th- it comes back to pain is inevitable, which either way we go. So we can have the pain of growing or the pain of getting weaker. And so if you want to get stronger in an area and you're studying, your brain has no option but to improve because you're using it. And if you don't use it, you lose it. And so by you studying because you're passionate and I – and one of the reasons I love um, – what you do, Karen, is because you've got a strong philosophy, aging fearlessly, it's your message. And because you've got that, it takes you on a journey of studying these things. Well, thank you. Yeah, and building that muscle. So that's only going to get stronger, which then if it comes to Alzheimer's, the chances of getting something that you, you, you need doesn't happen because you're building the area of that part of the brain that's constantly being needed because you're actually studying. Sometimes, though, I overload it so much that I find recalling names and things. I'm going, oh, my yeah. God, my, my head's just so yeah. full I can't think. Yeah, the, exactly. My recall sometimes can be terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip the last song because there's a couple of other things that uh, we need to discuss. Yes. Well, and okay. so I have um, – I'm future-proofing myself for the day that I finally – walk away from my work, work, my full-time job. Because I love ageing fearlessly and I study a lot and I think about how I can get this message out, I know when I walk away from work that I am going to be busy. Mm. I'll be just as busy. It'll be like my 40 – it'll replace Mm. the time that I spend my 40-plus hours a week at work. Mm. But for some people, they plan financially but they never – really consider how they're going to fill that void. Mm. What do you think about how, how can we encourage people to fill this, you know, to build a life that's going to serve them well? I think you really raise a, a – that is that, – I've never thought about that. I've never thought that um, – it's – Stephen Covey talks about the emotional mm-hmm. bank account, you know, people focus on the – financial bank but they don't focus on the emotional bank account what emotionally engages you with life and and also filling up the emotional bank account with other people is probably more important than the financial bank because when it comes to um um living with purpose if if we haven't got love in our life a love of something you mean like a love of 
Yeah, it's not a love. physical love of someone. It's a, a love of. Well, it's I. I love my clients. Okay. I really do. I tell them. I said, "Man, that was a great." It's it's because I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm loving the time stands still when I'm with my client. In that moment, it stands still, and I can't think of anything else but connecting with this human being. And there's some deep, deep conversations we have. And they have to happen to release that person to go on and realize that they're the only person standing in their way. I love that. Mm. I love that. I walk away and go, I was part of that journey with that person. I, if I couldn't do that, you could put $10 million in my bank account and go, right, but you can never do that again. I would feel starved of life. Mm. I really would. I can't tell you how much that gives me when I really connect with an, another human being wants to have that deep, honest conversation. Mm. It, it's so fulfilling. And I think not enough of us have it in life. So I think people walk away from that work, um, that atmosphere at work where they talk to people, where they communicate with people and suddenly they're at home and it's like, well, what do I do now? Um, and if they haven't figured it out, they need to figure it out. Yes. And the good news is it's always right under our nose. So that brings me to the next thing, because how do people find their purpose? That's great. Great question. I, We're going to uh, finish with this. How okay. do people find their purpose? I think it's really simple to find our purpose. I think the thing you need to – first of all, you have to be honest. You have to be – you have to be honest and vulnerable and go into those dark places that you've probably have been avoiding for most of your life and throwing yourself into a career because it makes good money and it probably pleased your parents and um, it seeked the approval of everyone else mm-hmm. and it allowed us to buy the house and the car and all the material things that I call it the shop window. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the shop and then what you've got the shop window, got the lovely house, I've got the nice car, I go on my holidays from from the from the way society views me, I'm doing well. Then you've got the shopping side, which where life goes on, but then you've got the storeroom, and the storeroom's mm. a mess. Yeah. Yes. And so, gosh, this is a great analogy. Yes. Yeah, so, so you've got the storeroom that's a mess, and if we're if we're willing to go into that three layers down into the storeroom, and have those honest, vulnerable conversations, and be truthful to ourselves we really uncover what is driving us and what, where we want to make a difference in society. And it's all about how do I contribute to my community? How do I contribute to society? How am I here to make a difference? What was the trigger that gave me pain that I know other people are going through in different ways, not exactly the same, but I can help them? whether it was the disconnection with their father, the disconnection with their mother, the disconnection with their education, their health, whatever it is, the three big ones is finance, health and relationships. And where, where do I fit into those one of those to make a difference in my community? And what are the drivers? And then what is my vehicle for doing that? And some of the questions you can ask yourself, if I was to, if, if I was to ask you, Karen, if, I, if you go into a bookshop What's the section of the bookshop you're gravitated to always? Probably knowledge, learning. Yeah, but where, where, what, 
what in what industry what what area um aging psychology right so you you if you've got this massive big library or bookshop and it's got everything in there you could wish to learn you gravitate to aging and psychology yeah and so obviously now you've got something that's pulling you i also graduate i also go to where i can buy the nicest journal to write in <laughs> yeah so you've got that and then you can actually implement the knowledge that you're learning so when you're living with purpose you're being pulled when you're not doing what you love you have to push yeah i have to get up and i have to do this today i have to do this makes it hard yes but as you said you went into the bookshop and without any effort yeah if we have to put effort into something we're not living with purpose if we're being pulled that's very important can you say it again if we're living with purpose we don't have to put effort into it oh that's beautiful it's efficiency how do i become more efficient at this i asked you that question you gravitated towards psychology and aging mm-hmm. yeah yeah you could have said motor vehicles you could have said uh, science you could have said chemistry you could have said war books you could, you could have said there's so much out there you pick those two things yes yeah because in the last few years that's exactly what i'm doing learning about people learning about the mind learning about drivers um yeah and if we go deep and if i was if this was a a, a, a personal session with you we'd go deep into that and where that where that all started in your childhood. And then we, then we take you through your timeline of how you've always done this. Yeah. And how it always times time. And then one, but once you've got the clarity around it and you can language it, now you go, I can just get on with it now. I'm free. Yeah. It's not complicated anymore. I just need to become an authority in this area and go out and help people. And then you can write your own check. And this is, this is, we've all got it. It's right under our nose. I didn't force that out of you, did you? No, Psychology and aging, I didn't force it. It just came so naturally to you. But yeah. sometimes we just need that outside influence to draw it out of us. Yeah. Well, I just find too today with the internet, uh, I can find whatever I want, mm. um, whatever the topic is, and I can learn and, you can learn in the car while you're going. Mm. Um, there's just so many ways to learn now. And it's a real pleasure, whether you're a visual learner or a listener, or you can just keep learning. You can keep learning. The challenge with keeping learning is it keeps us safe. The, the learning has to be t- put into action, though, when you're living with purpose. It's all right gathering information, but if it's not going to be used to help other people, you're, you're staying in your comfort zone. And so that's, that's, the, that's the thing. Learn something really powerful and then go out and teach it to other people. Go out and share it with other people because that's where the real learning takes place when you implement it as a teacher. Well, Jerome, thank you so much. We are going to have to finish up. If someone would like to find out more about purpose from you, where, where can they contact you? They can email me at success at getperforming.com or go to my website, www getperforming.com thanks so much for today and uh, listeners i'm going to ask jerome to say a quick goodbye to you oh i just want to say karen it's it's absolutely privileged being on here i i love 
your philosophy on life. I think so many more people need to hear it because people age so much quicker than they have to. And time is our most precious, precious gift. And what you're doing to help people use that more wisely, I think is phenomenal. So thank you for having me on your show. And thank you because... I've said it before, I call this my happy place because I here in the studio at Radio Northern Beaches, because I get to talk to people that make a difference to me mm. and to my life. And I hope that goes over to the listeners and then to my podcast listeners that they learn something as well. So thanks, Jerome. No, thank you. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright Outside. There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams Just you and me Let your Time to waste. Gotta go get the most out of time. Don't be afraid. Like this treasure that you've got to find, baby. Don't be shy. Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice. Everything. Let your heart be alive, baby, just let your heart come alive, honey, let your heart